All right, we're live and we're rolling, and this is The Real Venture. I'm your host, Peyton, joined by my cousin and business partner, Luke. And Luke and I are entering into the business world by starting a few companies of our own. So we decided to create this very podcast as a platform so we can ask other successful entrepreneurs the questions we need answered in order to help our businesses grow. Every single week, we are joined by CEOs, venture capitalists, artists, co-founders, and influencers, all with one thing in common, they're young entrepreneurs. The only thing I'm gonna need you to do is hit that subscribe button so you never miss a conversation. Every single Wednesday, Luke and I will be right here and we can't wait for you to join us. Today, we're joined by Jake Thieneman, uh, the co-founder and CEO of Digital Paradise, a digital marketing company. Um, before he founded Digital Paradise, he was a member of the San Francisco 49ers, uh, where he went to the Super Bowl. Um, but before that, he played with you, right, Peyton, at Purdue? He sure did. He sure did. One of my, uh, one of my former teammates. So let's, uh, let's you know, get to learn a little bit about him. All right, Jake, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, man, for sure. Um, so I'm from Westfield, Indiana. I uh, went, to, went to Garen Catholic High School. Um, going to college, I was looking at a few different options because I wanted to play football. Ended up walking on at Purdue and studying mechanical engineering. Uh, played there with you and uh, had, a, had a pretty exciting and uh, I don't want to say like tumultuous career there. Um, just had a lot of injuries and setbacks. So I had to like work through a lot of adversity, um, but ended up like earning my, my scholarship, uh, being named a starter, was named a captain, and then uh, was two-time All-Big Ten um, honoree. Um, so had, a, had an incredible experience there. Um, afterwards, I was uh, signed uh, by the New York Giants, spent some brief time with them, um, spent some time with the Colts, started a management consulting job and then ended up with the 49ers and went, uh, went to the Super Bowl with them on the practice squad. Um, after that, after my time in the NFL, I, uh, I started a digital marketing agency and that's what I've been doing, uh, for the last 14 months. And I teamed up with a partner from Purdue to start that. Um, so yeah, it's called digital paradise the last 14 months. I've been working really hard at that. Um, and just starting to grow that. So, um, you know, there's a lot there. Um, it's, it's been a pretty wild ride, um, but, you know, super excited for, for the future. Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, you, like you said, it you did, you did have a pretty interesting career, but uh, it was, it was a good one. And I was, uh, you know, I was happy to, to get to know you over those years and, and, and get to watch you go through it. Um, so you met, you talked a little bit about uh, the business you started, Digital Paradise. So why don't you tell all the listeners a little bit about Digital Paradise, what it is and, and what kind of, uh, you know, what you do for your for your customers? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Digital Paradise, we're a digital marketing agency. Um, we've got a we've got a wide range of capabilities, so we can do a lot of different stuff. But we focus primarily in two areas. Uh, the first is running uh, running digital ads, running social media ads. Uh, we we don't have a specific niche. Uh, we work with a few e commerce brands. Um, we work with a few um, entrepreneurs selling digital products, as well as doing lead generation for a couple small businesses. Uh, so, you know, ads is, is one of the main focuses on the other side of it. We do some personal branding for CEOs and business executives, primarily on LinkedIn. Uh, so growing, growing their personal brand, growing their following and, and allowing them to, uh, to leverage that in whatever, whatever way they need to, whether that be for leads, selling digital products, or just, uh, you know, generating more awareness for their business. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, 
you know, you kind of brought up a, already an interesting point. So, you know, there's a differentiation between um, marketing for the company that sells and then also the personal branding. So, you know, I think that this is applicable for, for a lot of young entrepreneurs who want to promote both at the same time. You know, what are the differences between your, your personal brand and your business? And then where are those connections as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, so that the connection can really be whatever you want it to be. Um, you know, the, the company or, or pursuit or entity, whatever it might be, um, is going to have its own brand, you know, logo name beyond that, you know, the messaging behind it. Um, but then, you know, you yourself, you're an individual. Um, you don't have to be defined by whatever like current pursuit you might be doing or pursuits or whatever you've done before. So, you know, your personal brand is up to you to build that. Um, and it can serve you, you know, a wide range of purposes and it can be very beneficial for you. So, um, you know, I, I take personal branding very seriously just because of the the power that it can, um, you know, that it can do for you. Uh, it can do quite a lot for you if you build up your personal brand. So, um, yeah, that's just a little bit about it. Yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned this off mic before we got started, but, um, you know, you're looking to, you know, start working on your personal brand a little bit more. What are some of the things that, you know, you're going to focus on personally going forward to, uh, to promote the Jake, the Jake brand, the Jake name? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to set, uh, set some good habits initially around, uh, documenting and creating more content. The last, you know, I've been working on digital paradise the last 14 months. So really in that time frame. Um, have put out a little bit of content, but not a lot, just been focused primarily on the company. Um, so now just want to start, um, putting out more content, you know, just going to start slowly and build from there. Um, going to do it on, you know, a couple of different platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, you know, might be on TikTok a little bit. Um, but yeah, just kind of getting re, re, uh, refocused, rededicated to it. And what kind of content are you, uh, you think you're kind of best suited to post most interested in, in, uh, getting out there? Um, is it marketing related stuff or is it more just kind of personal what you're doing every day? Yeah, I think I want to, uh, want to be a little bit of both. Um, you know, I, I don't want to, my personal brand, I'm not a, not a marketing guru. You know, I'm not trying to sell you like my course, or my info product. Um, I just want it to be me. Um, I'm a, I'm a driven individual that has, you know, done a lot already and I've got, you know, some really, uh, really high goals for myself. And so basically I just want to document that kind of journey. Um, be real and upfront about kind of what I'm seeing, what, ex what I'm experiencing, what I'm learning, uh, and just, and just share that with people, just give a truly authentic perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Um, so like in a, you know, typical day as CEO, um, what kind of are you doing? Like what, what is, you know, nine to five or seven to 10 or whenever you're working, uh, what are you doing? Um, it's, uh, it's crazy. It can get a little hectic sometime. So, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm CEO. But, you know, we're a, we're a startup, we're a young company. So I'm basically doing anything and everything, um, whether that be just client work, just delivering on projects, whatever deadlines we got to make, whatever deliverables we're putting together to uh, sales, prospecting, reaching out to potential new clients, um, you know, handling accounting, finance, hiring, um, interviewing people. That's one of the that's one of the most important and most difficult parts is just finding and hiring the right people to join your team. Um, so yeah, I'd say those are probably my main, my main focuses. What are you best at out of those that you just named off? And then what's one that, you know, you, maybe you struggle with a little bit besides the, the hiring people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm best with the finances. Um, you know, I've got an engineering background, so num numbers, I, I can speak the language of numbers. Uh, so that's definitely my strong suit. The area I need to get 
the I need the most improvement is is definitely sales. Um, sales is just not something I've had a ton of experience in. Um, so it's it's definitely getting me out of the my comfort zone a little bit. You know, engineering background. You know, engineering sales not usually a uh, very similar. So just continuing to learn and develop there, um, being being good with approaching people and, and, and closing deals. Uh, I've definitely got a lot better in the last last few months, but that's an area I need to keep getting better. And so taking it back kind of a little ways in your life, um, we like kind of going through your kind of like a little bit of your history just so that people can get to know you a little bit better. But, um, you know, the first question we like asking about this stuff is when you were 12 or at some point in your childhood, what did you want to be? Yeah, so that is a, that is a great question. I've only ever wanted to be like two things and it's, it's going to sound like, I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I've only ever wanted to be an NFL player or like entrepreneur, investor, CEO. So like football was my first love growing up. Uh, it was my favorite sport, you know, always wanted to do that. But also I come from a family of entrepreneurs, you know, both my parents, uh, both my grandparents and you know, several aunts and uncles. So I was kind of exposed to that world and that thought process and not only what it can do for you, but the, you know, just the, what it means to, to kind of build something. And so that, that was always something I saw myself doing was I saw myself starting my own company. I had no idea what, I had no idea what field there was like, just, I graduate college blank space. And then I started company at some point. Yeah, no, I, uh, I feel that, but, um, getting to the point you are today, you know, you've kind of been to a lot of places, what are, you know, three or so like major milestones that you feel like along the way either helped direct you through you way off track, which helped you find something new as you kind of got to the point that you are today? The first one I'd say was breaking my wrist in high school. I was, I was training really hard through high school. I wanted to, I wanted a division one scholarship more than anything. Um, and I was, I was starting to get a little bit of recruiting interest heading into my senior year. I was talking to um, a few Ivy League schools, a few FCS schools, and basically they said, uh, we want to see your first three games, but we like you and we think we're going to offer you. The week before fall training camp started, I'm power cleaning. I break my wrist, so I missed those first three games. You broke it while power cleaning? Yeah, I broke it while power cleaning. Like you just was, try to catch I it and just snap? for the school record. Yeah, I was going for the school record. It wasn't very much. So I'm like, it, was, it was 255. I went to a small school. So right, flex on uh, it. it was 255 hang clean. And yeah, just when I went to like catch it, it just snapped my wrist. Is that the same wrist injury that kind of bugged you all through college too? Didn't you, didn't you always have a little, a little wrist issue? No, I never had the wrist. Um, you had, had a collarbone, right? I had a lot of others. I had a collarbone. Yeah. 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 So I didn't play those first three games and I missed out on those opportunities. So basically all those schools pulled out which at the time was like super devastating, yeah. but it opened the opportunity for me to walk on at Purdue, which ended up being like the greatest thing ever for me. So that's one of those things is like, you know, setbacks, failures, whatever you want to call it, they may seem bad in the moment, but if you learn from them and you keep going, you stay dedicated, they can oftentimes turn out way better for you. Absolutely. So that was, that was one. What, um, anything, you know, anything in college, um, that, you know, kind of changed your trajectory or, you know, maybe even, Right out, you know, maybe or, your exit, yeah, your exit from the NFL, um, anything like that kind of have a major impact on your, your mind, your focus, your direction? Yeah. So I'll, I'm going to talk about two events that were pretty similar or pretty close together in time wise, um, but just really kind of shaped 
my whole like last year journey um, quite a bit. So the first was uh, going to the Super Bowl. Um, so uh, you know, as I said, I bounced around a couple teams. I actually started a job that I had lined up. Two months into that job, I got a call from the 49ers to go fly out and try out for them, and then got signed out of that workout. So I quit that job, joined the practice squad in December of 2019. And at the time, the 49ers were the best team in the league. So it was pretty sweet to get that call. Absolutely. I joined the practice squad. I'm with them through December and then through their whole playoff run and then go to the Super Bowl. So February 2020, I'm in Miami for the Super Bowl. I'm on the sidelines. I'm, you know, the whole week experience, all the press conferences, all the hype, you know, everything that goes in the Super Bowl. It was just unreal experience. The whole time I was just like, I, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, yo, two months ago I was in a, I had started a job. I thought my career was over. You know, I was just, I was a walk on from, you know, small school in Indiana. Now I'm in the Super Bowl. And you're, you're at the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was very surreal. Did you cry? I didn't cry. I mean, I probably had like, like tears in my eyes a little bit, but I was just like, just so in awe and just show just like, just trying to take in every second of the moment. I was like, this, this is literally incredible. Just trying to take it all in. Well, I mean, like you said, like that was one of your like only, not your only dream, but like that was like your dream job, your dream goal. And not mm -hmm. only, you know, in that moment, did you get there, but you like reached the pinnacle of that profession, which is being at the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was, it was crazy to think about. And yeah. the, just the, how the whole last year in the NFL went. Like I said, I, I got signed by the Giants. First day of rookie minicamp, I tore my meniscus like the first day. And I had got surgery, got released. I got several months later, I got signed by the Colts for the last week of training camp, which is hometown team, which is pretty sweet. I was a Colt for five days and uh, I played one preseason game with them, which was pretty sweet. And I got a jersey out of it. Um, but then I got released again and I started that job. So it was just like, just, just up and down, up and down. And then that call comes and then I'm there. So that was just a huge high point. And it was like the, like you said, it was the pinnacle of, you know, football, uh, my journey, my dream. And I was there and it was crazy. And it just, it showed me the, the power of like what you can do when you set your mind to something. Like when I stepped foot on Purdue's campus in the fall of 2014, as a true freshman walk on literally the last man on the roster, no one thought that would be possible. I don't even know if I thought that would be possible. All I knew was I wanted to make it and I was going to work as hard as I possibly could in order to do that. And yeah. so it just, it, it goes to show you just like when you put your mind to something and you work towards it just every day consistently like you can do it um so don't try and limit yourself on what you think you can do oh absolutely and like try to you know talk because none of us even remotely understand i mean my career ended in, in college um so you know i can't even relate to this but like talk about those ebbs and flows of being on a team for five days i mean like how do you like not give up on your dream you know for most people if they just you know, got, got cut like that. They just pack up and never try it again. But you know, here you are a, a living testament of giving it another shot. Uh, it's just, it just comes down to making the most of, of your opportunities. You know, it could be like super disheartening. I could have hung up after, after I tore my meniscus with the giants. It was just, it was, it was something I loved. It was something I wanted. So I wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna waste that opportunity. Just take it one day at a time. I guess that's the, that's the, the takeaway is just take it one day at a time. What, what do you have in your control? What can you focus on to like, just keep taking steps forward and then just, just do it. And so you said there was the high point, the Super Bowl. So that was the, that was the high point. And then what's thing two? That was February, 2020. Two months later, uh, I was released from the Niners and that just ended my football career.
it had to do with the draft and the shuffling of players um, and then COVID, which, you know, rosters were shrinking and it just inhibited the ability for like guys like me to, you know, get workouts, fly out to see teams, all of that, which is basically you, you couldn't do it. And then I had to get surgery on my groin again. I got injured again. So it was kind of those three things hit at one time and just kind of, you know, that, that was it for me. Did your mental focus, like as soon as you were done and you realized that the, the football side was over, did you immediately shift to business or was that a process? So I, I kind of did immediately shift to business. In hindsight, I probably should have taken a little bit of time, but the business was kind of already, like it had already been started. I teamed up with a partner. And so like we had already put, put some things in motion. It wasn't meant to be like a full-time thing yet. It was meant to be more of just a side business. But for me at that time, when that happened, I was basically just like, all right, like, let's go. I had, I had two options. I could have gone back to my, my management consulting job in Chicago, or I could have just sent it on this company. And, you know, this is, the, this is the same mindset. I was like, let's go. Let's try it. Full send. Full send. So, yeah, so it was, that was, there was the high and that was the low. You know, it teaches you like moments are just that, they're moments. You can't get caught up in the, the feelings of, of accomplishment or get content. I guess that's the main takeaway is you don't get content with where you are. Not that I did, just in, in general. And just always keep pushing. Just always keep pushing forward. Yeah, for sure. I I think. Um, I mean, I never had to go through really any of that. You know, never got to go to a Super Bowl. Uh, also, didn't play any college sports, so I didn't have um, quite any of that. But I definitely understand where you're coming from with a lot of that stuff, and it's very true. And I think in a lot of ways, especially in business. Also, kind of a background, you know, question. I guess in some way, um, but we like asking it. I think it's fun. If you had to have dinner uh, with two people, one alive, one dead. Anybody in the world says, sure, I'll have dinner with you. Who would those two people be? Oof. This is a good question. This is a really good question. Um, so many people. I'm going to start with the the dead one because I think that's, that's a little easier, at least for me. I've always thought Teddy Roosevelt was like a pretty interesting person. The guy just did a lot of things, like great things and also just varied things. Did a lot of wild stuff. And I would just like, at a time when like, much different time period. So he was out here doing a lot of crazy stuff when that wasn't as common. So I would just like to talk to him to get his perspective, his take on life, his mindset, how he approached things. Have you ever read his biography? I've read on him. I don't know if I've read the bi- biography like, or reference. Like the the dude was like a weak child, like sick all the time, was like a scrawny little dude and his dad who was like basically like this badass and he was just like, hey – you know, you have your body and your mind and that's all you got and you got to make them strong. And so the dude, you know, embraced this strenuous life. And that's the reason that, you know, you're so interested in him is because he, because he like, you know, embraced that and mm-hmm. then just built everything off that. And dude's crazy. That's, that's a good answer. That's one of my favorite ones that, uh, that we've had so far. Yeah, I appreciate it. And then what about live? Live? This one's tough. This one's tough. I got two coming to mind. Two guys I just kind of see is the, at the, just the top of the top right now. One, Elon Musk, I mean, is just, he's the guy. Um, he's doing a lot of different stuff. So I would just like to like to pick his brain a little bit. Another one I'd like is Drake. I, think, I feel like Drake would be pretty cool to talk to, have some interesting thoughts, perspective on life. Yeah. You're going to pitch him on some NFTs? <laughs> I'd have to. Yeah. I'd have I'm to. Yeah. I'm sure he's got some, some crazy NFT project kicking up. 
I feel like a lot of people, and I'm not saying that this is wrong, but a lot of people would pick Elon Musk, but I feel like everybody would pick him for different reasons. Like what are some of the things that Elon's doing right now that are like interesting to you specifically? I like Elon because I have an engineering background. So from the technical standpoint, being able to just think up like, you know, what is, what technology does the world need in, you know, for the next 40, 50 years to like survive and to like actually like, you know, help us sustain ourselves as a planet. And no matter how crazy it would be, uh, just executing and just getting it done and delivering on that, regardless of what the, you know, the obstacles might be. And doing that, not just like in one company, but across five companies at the same time. Just the the execution ability that goes into that is just insane. Just like, yeah. you know, and have a, and that was, that I would have picked Elon Musk before I started a company. Now that I've started a company and I'm, you know, just, you know, a little bit into it, I have an even greater appreciation for what he's been able to do just as far as executing. Um, it, it's insane. It's crazy because... You know, I, I feel like a lot of people, if they tried to spread themselves as like thin as Elon does, they wouldn't be able to execute on anything. Yet this dude can basically close whatever he starts. Mm -hmm. um, it's Come it's a team. That's why the team is so important. You need great people around you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think that that's a good that's a good segue because the team is so pivotal to the success of of the overall company. But what are some of the things that make you successful? What are some habits, uh, some things that you put into practice? Uh, you know, values, whatever the case may be. Why is Jake successful? At a high level, it just comes down to like my mindset. I've I've, I've touched on it, you know, throughout thus far. Um, just setting really high goals and just not letting anyone tell you that you can't do it. Like you decide that for yourself. So setting high goals that you want to achieve and then just putting in the work to get there. One of the things that kind of separates me, I'd say is just my persistence, my consistency. Uh, a lot of people can work hard for, you know, a day, a week, a month, but I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm consistent. Um, that's what helped me achieve success at Purdue was, no matter what came up, no matter what injury setback, I was just consistent over time. And so just kept getting better, kept getting better. And that's what, that's what allowed me to, you know, kind of rise up the ranks a little bit. So at a high level, like mindset wise, that, that, that's what I would say what sets me apart. I think that, so with your mindset, and this is so cool because we've had a lot of um, former athletes on, how has athletics and sports shaped that mindset? I mean, do you think that that is the reason that you are persistent today is because of your upbringing in athletics? Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause it's just, it's the, like, that is the sports, that is the sports mindset is you got to come in every day ready to work because your opponent's working, like your opponents mm -hmm. is practicing. Like I remember little league football where like you all practice on the same fields. So you really see the team that you're playing this week, like practicing right over there. So yeah, it's just knowing that you got to come in and be ready to perform. And then if, if things don't work out that week, whatever it might be, you lose you know, short-term memory, forget about it. We got work to do, get ready for next week. Yeah. Learn, learning from what, you know, what didn't go well and then, and then applying it. And I think that that also is a good transition into our failure question. And, you know, we've talked a lot about your, your sports challenges and, uh, you know, things you struggle there, but let's maybe shift it to business. What has been a, uh, a challenge or a failure that, you know, you've experienced in your business career, you know, and something that you had to overcome. And then even, do you have a favorite failure? business-wise, something that you're really glad happened to you because, you know, it, it set you guys up for, for something that you're doing today. As far as like a, like a defining like business failure, I don't want to jinx myself saying this, but like, I, I don't think we've had like a, 
like a large defining failure. We've definitely made a lot of mistakes along the way that like in hindsight, we could have done this better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we haven't had anything that like, you know, catastrophic kind of like change course, or, like shifted us. One thing I'd say is like, you know, got to get better at sales, right? So I was talking to a potential client coming in for a meeting. I going into it, I thought it was going to be a conversation. I, I kind of prefaced it like, Hey, you know, this should be a conversation. Let's talk about ways we could work together. And they were kind of expecting a, a full pitch presentation with pricing and we did not have that ready. So that, uh, that was one of those things that in the moment, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, kind of stung a little bit, but better believe I'm always going to have a presentation ready now. So that w- that's one thing that comes to mind. So yeah. And in a part of the process too, is like failures are going to happen. Like setbacks are going to happen. You know, you're going to make mistakes. It's just a part of it. You can't get too down on yourself and let it derail you into making more mistakes. You just got to learn from it. And, Move on. But you got to fail in the first place, right? You got to try. Yes. Yes. And you can't let, this is something that when starting the business, I, I had to get a lot better at. And I had, I'm still like working on getting a lot better at it. It's just not being afraid to fail because then that leads to inaction. So you can't, you can't let the potential that this might not work out, keep you from doing things and taking steps forward. So that, that's a key lesson that I've had to learn last year. Yeah. No, the, the fear of, uh, the fear of regret is, is the most painful thing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't try it and, you know, 50 years later, that's going to hurt a lot more than messing up in the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So stepping back a second, thinking about the business, you know, I don't know a ton about marketing, unfortunately. I think it's super important. And probably honestly, the most, I was talking to somebody today who was like, man, like I just, they were building a website for some product that they built. And uh, um, they were just saying, if I knew I actually had a market stuff, I would say, screw it to this product. And I would just go and put everybody else's product on this website and mark it up 10% because I don't understand how to sell my own product. Somebody could come along and just order it through me and sit, you know, drop ship, whatever. And I was sitting there like, yeah, like I have no idea how to do any of this stuff, getting the, you know, people to actually care about your product. So where, where is marketing, I guess, in general headed um, in your mind? What's going to change? What are kind of the most important uh, takeaways that people listening to this should should know about the marketing industry, specifically digital marketing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there's there's a lot that like encompasses the the digital marketing umbrella, and it's just constantly changing, and it changes even faster. Um, so one is just keeping an eye on the trends and keeping an eye on what's up to date. Uh, social media ch- networks, their algorithms change. Like it feels like weekly, almost daily now. Um, so just staying on top of like whatever the current trends are in the marketing world, social media world, whatever it might be is what's going to help people just kind of stay on the forefront and set themselves apart as well as just new, new technology. Um, there's new, there's more automation, marketing automation that comes out every year. There's more ways to collect data. There's more data be, that you can utilize as a marketer. So having, you know, not only the awareness of where and how to get that data, but the ability to process and use that, that's what that's another way to set yourself apart and then lastly just you're starting to see it on some of these platforms that there's going to be uh regulatory changes changes with like user data and privacy concerns um and that affects like how marketers can reach people how they can target people and track data so that's another way that things are kind of shifting in the marketing world um and it's definitely something to be cognizant of the last uh the last ios update and then, you know, last changes with Facebook, those are, those shifted up marketers quite a bit. So 
you obviously like, you know, you're, you were an engineer, you didn't study marketing. So how did you, you know, how did you get caught up to speed? How do you learn things about marketing? How do you stay up to date with these trends? Um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have interest in marketing, but like, they don't even know where to go look. I mean, I don't, I don't really know either. I mean, besides Googling how to do marketing. Google and YouTube, man. Yeah. It's crazy, got, right? Got an incredible amount of information. I've just, I've always been interested in business world and entrepreneurship. So I, I knew I would, uh, I knew I took that step one day and outside of engineering just had a general business interest. So I was always reading and learning more about companies and what they did, uh, how they did what they did. And then just started to kind of get into the, I don't know, the, the digital marketing landscape just through like self-education, you know, looking at like e-commerce and drop shipping and, you know, ads and the different, you know, the different ways people are building businesses off it. And then it really started to, to come home with football when, you know, I started to make it at Purdue and the NFL started to seem like an option, the ways you can leverage social media personally, you know, build a personal brand and get different brand deals, influencer deals, you know, start your own companies, whatever it might be. So I, I was looking into the different ways to do that so I could maximize that opportunity for myself. And that was, that was what led to me wanting to start Digital Paradise in the first place was to help myself, you know, build my personal brand while I was still in football, but then also help other players do that too. Yeah. And you know, this is, this is something I'm kind of interested in. Like what's the vibe in the locker room in terms of like business acumen? Like there's obviously a lot of money, right? You know, I mean, NFL Mm -hmm. players are, are paid pretty well. I mean, are a lot of dudes thinking about business like, like you were there in that situation, figuring out, Hey, how can I leverage where I am? You know, what's, what's kind of the, some of the thought processes and and vibes around that? Yeah. So there's, there's a whole spectrum, you know, you got, you got dudes that are doing everything they can and taking advantage of every opportunity on one end. And then you got, you know, the, the stories you hear about dudes blowing their entire check. So, you know, it's a spectrum. I would say most people fall in that, you know, that middle ground of like, they've got, They've got people helping them out. They've, you know, they've made the right decisions. They're doing, putting their money in the right places. But then you see, you see a lot of guys that hustle and that really take advantage of the opportunity. One dude I'll say, like Juju Smith-Schuster, incredible player on the field, but just hustles off the field on social media, building his personal brand, developing different partnerships, and he's been able to do a lot of like really cool things. The personal brand will outlast your football career and, and, and what you can do on, on the football field. Who, um, like, what's another example of somebody that's, that's doing it right in the NFL? In the NFL currently? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys. The, a lot of the big name guys, the blue chip guys, do it right because they, you know, they got good people around them. So like Pat Mahomes does really well. George Kittle does really well. He does a lot of like very on-brand ads, mm-hmm. very, very on his brand. I like a lot of his stuff. Richard Sherman's another guy that's just crushing. He's, uh, you know, he's doing things the right way. Yeah. You got, you got the bussing with the boys. You got Will Compton and, uh, Taylor Luan. They're doing it right off the field with, uh, yeah, yeah, they're doing it right too. They're doing it right too. I like, uh, I like the stuff they put out. Yeah. It's funny, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a cool world. It's, it's interesting and it's, it's fun to hear, you know, somebody who actually was in it because you have a different perspective than, than we could ever. Yeah. Yep. And you've said many times now that you're very, you know, have always been focused on business, at least in some, some capacity. Um, didn't know what marketing kind of just fell in your lap a little bit. If you could do anything, so a business in any field, and it couldn't be marketing, what would you, what would you want to spend your time on? Ooh, that's a good question. I always, I always told myself if I had to do college over again, I'd probably get a computer science degree. You know, love mechanical engineering, but uh, I mean, it's technology, it's everything. So Having a little bit more technical knowledge on that side, I think would be good. 
to do anything, some sort of like, um, I don't know, some sort of automation. Like I, I wouldn't want to necessarily like try and hit the, the unicorn, like new idea, but just take something that a lot of people are doing, a lot of people need and, and do it a way easier and way cheaper for them. So that's, that's something that, you know, it's, it's not going to go away. Yeah. No, that's a, a lot of fun. I love the idea of starting like a factory or something like that. It'd be so rewarding, you know, sitting there and you've just got stuff coming out every like five minutes or whatever. You're just building cars or something. It'd be awesome. I interned, I interned for a company, a company that did like the automated material handling systems that you'll see at like mm. warehouses where everything's just fully automated and it sorts the boxes everywhere. Yeah. And it was, it was crazy to see. That's awesome. Okay, Peyton, you want to uh, ask him about uh, what he's learned in life? Yeah, this is uh, this is a cool one because I actually can can uh, you know lay this analogy out well. All right, so Mitch Daniels calls you. He's like, Jake, you've you've just had this incredible career. We want you to come give the commencement speech. So now you're chilling up in you know Elliott Hall, getting ready to you know to, to to speak to all the people that you know are sitting in the in the same place that you just you know you used to be sitting. What are three pieces of advice that you're, that you're passing on to the younger generation? Heavy hitters. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I want to say? This is big. Um, I do want to give a commencement speech someday. So number one, I would say is don't, don't listen to the people in the stands, right? So a sports analogy, right? Like if you're on the field, putting in work, trying to make something happen, don't listen to the people on the sidelines or in the stands. They're not on your journey. They're not seeing the same things you're seeing and they're not putting in the work to get there. So their opinions don't matter. Be selective in like who you take opinions and advice from. So that's number one. Number two is get out of your comfort zone. That's where you grow. You're not going to be able to take steps forward and, you know, just really, really grow as a person if you're just constantly doing the same things and staying, staying where it's comfortable. And then three, I would say, um, just, just believe in yourself. Don't be afraid to fail. Just go for it. Boom. Don't worry about like what, uh, you know, what everyone's going to think, what's going to happen. Just, just think you can do it and just go for it. What do you, what do you think, you know, out, out of those three, what do you think most people struggle with that want to be entrepreneurs? Do you think people are, are, are listening to whatever? I mean, especially in like the age today with social media, like somebody leaves a mean comment on like one of your, you know, one of your content pieces, like that's going to destroy you kind of thing. But like, you should learn that that doesn't matter. Yeah, I think I think that is the number one is that worrying about other people's opinions, what they might think, and just being, you know, being afraid to to mess up or fail and and you know, having other people whisper some things. It, none of that matters. If if you're out here trying to make a better life for yourself, if you're out here trying to achieve your goals, I think most people, if you're, you know, sound mind and body, are gonna respect that. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, those are the people that you want in your corner, anyways. The, Absolutely, yeah, Absolutely. You, you want to associate with. Yeah. So our 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 last question is is my personal favorite, and you know I think you're I think you're gonna have a good answer because you've been around it your entire life. But why are you an entrepreneur? Good question. It's another good question. I would say I'm an entrepreneur for for two main reasons. One, I like the freedom that it brings. I like that. You know, I'm, I'm making my own decisions, um, you know, building, building whatever, you know, might be building my life for myself. Um, and I'm kind of leading the way. So I like being in control of that. And I like just kind of taking control and learning as I go and just kind of figuring it out. Um, and knowing that at the end of the day, it's on me. That might scare a lot of people. 
um, that it is all on them. But I kind of like that because I, I like to bet on myself, and I don't have to like you know worry about a boss or anything other things. Like I think just maybe you got a little sales rep in you though. I mean that's that's their mentality. Maybe it's starting to grow on you a little bit. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's rubbing off. Eat that's what good. you kill, man. That's yeah. what it's all about. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, then the second reason is like I like I like I like building something. Like I be like being able to like do something and then stand back and be like, oh, this is what I did. This is really cool. And so having, you know, company or whatever it might be that, you know, this is, uh, I breathe this into life. I, I thought about it and execute on it. That's really cool to me. And so that's, that's why I want to start a company. Boom. And you did it. Doing it, doing it. Make it happen. Well, Jake, um, you know, we really, we really appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on here, um, you know, virtually. Actually, I saw you a couple months ago, so um, yeah. you know it's 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 good to catch back up. But um, you know, before you leave, uh, why don't you uh, you know plug your socials? Where can people find? Uh, where can people learn more about Digital Paradise? And then where can also you know the people find you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so you can find me on uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, those are my two two most common. Jake Thieneman on LinkedIn at Jake the Snake underscore forty one on Instagram. Digital Paradise is just digitalparadise.com. Um, or you can reach out to me individually and, you know, you can learn more about business, what we do, and, uh, we can go from there. All right, Luke, you know, that was, that, that was fun for me. I love, uh, I love getting to talk to, to former teammates and it's always fun to see, uh, you know, see what everybody's doing post, uh, post college or, you know, in Jake's case, post NFL, what are some of the takeaways from, uh, from our conversation today? I mean, I think first and foremost, the Super Bowl story is kind of awesome. Um, mm-hmm. He's playing for a year and three different teams, and then ends up in the Super Bowl, which is, I mean, yeah, had to be an awesome experience. Uh, and then the other big takeaway, um, you know, kind of more on the business side, I don't know that much about marketing, and I realized its value for sure. And it was really cool to hear from him, kind of how he one got into it. You know, he, you know, nobody's born just marketer, right? Like he had to work, um, just like anybody would. He learned it, you know, from scratch, YouTube, whatever he said. But beyond that, right, he's like now kind of established himself as like a bit of an expert in the space, used his NFL career to kind of propel him to the front. And now he's able to help a lot of companies like, you know, potentially ours even um, getting their name out there and uh, building their brand. But um, what about you? What uh, what was interesting with you? I liked how he actually had a differentiation in a business sense from people's personal brands compared to their companies. And then, you know, that connection that they have, because a lot of times like, you know, these big personalities like think of like Dave Portnoy from Barstool right like he's not actually the the CEO of Barstool but he's like the face of it right so his brand is a reflection of the company itself and so you know Jake being able to to differentiate and then support both sides of it I think is I think it's really interesting and then you know also at the same time I I love hearing stories about you know people overcoming challenges specifically athletically. Um, you know, that's just what I resonate with most. Um, and then, you know, it's also cool just to hear about it from, a fr- from a teammate and, uh, and, and a good friend. So, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed today's, uh, today's conversation. And just like we have every single week, uh, when we have guests come on, you know, we, we bring people into our, into our community, into our family. And, you know, now we got another person to, uh, to root for. So I'm excited to see where, uh, where digital paradise is, is going to go in the future. And I definitely, uh, I definitely think our paths are going to cross again, and, and that's something I'm excited about. Yeah, no, you had some good ideas there at the end for us to uh, to think about for real venture. But cool. Well, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to talk to Jake, but uh, that is it. Keep it real, everybody. 
All right, guys, if you want to continue this discussion, follow us on our social media. Our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebooks will all be in the description of this episode. Hop on there, shoot us a DM, hit us up with whatever concerns, questions, comments that you guys have. We'd love to, uh, to continue to build that community on there. Next, subscribe to wherever you listen, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, uh, Overcast, you name it, we got it. We also have a YouTube channel now. So hop over there and subscribe to us. All the clips that we post on social media will be there as well, plus uh, you know a couple little extra ones for, uh, for the real fans out there. So we appreciate you guys. Next, please leave a rate and a five-star review. It helps us out tremendously because of you guys' support. We already cracked the top 150 for business and entrepreneur podcasts, and I think that we can crack the top 100 here real soon with your guys' continued support. Lastly, reach out to us if you're a young entrepreneur and you'd like to share your story on the podcast. We'd be more than happy to ask you some questions because we know that it's going to be a great learning experience for us. 